3: Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is straight out of Vegas, with the voice of Vegas. Your host, RJ Bell. Give me The, the pregame show America has always wanted I the
2: future. I the future.
4: from the Vegas Strip. Here's RJ Bell.
5: You heard it. I'm RJ live. 200 Fox Sports Radio stations coast to coast live. Very important today. Who knows? Kawhi could be signing during the show. Even if not, we're going to tell you the odds if he signs with the Lakers, Toronto, etc. cetera. Also, hot off the presses, soccer, USA, and the final is set. We've got the odds literally in just a moment. Joined by the right people here, the pros who know, Brad Powers, Steve Fezik, sports bettors listen for the money, Sports fans listen to no more than their buddies. My personal promise, we will deliver the Vegas truth to you. But you can't have pros without Joes. He is Joan
6: it's always good to be here RJ and yes two days in a row we start with the Women's World Cup here on straight out of Vegas we have our final our championship game is set after the Netherlands with a one nothing win over Sweden earlier so Sunday will be the United States versus the Netherlands for the Women's World Cup. Yes, and I I don't know if you're kind of digging at me. Hey, you
5: sold out, R.J., another soccer discussion. (laughs) You know what I might do is just deny the audience the odds and say blame Jonas.
6: This is the perks of national radio. You're not Uh, beholden to the local teams. You can talk anything. But here's the thing.
5: This is literally hot off the press. Go.
7: Yeah, USA minus 600, a huge favor. Got to bet $600 to win a hundred dollars on the USA in the finals of the World Cup. RJ, that translates as far as what are the percent of chances for the USA? About an eighty-five percent chance, right, Fez? Yeah, just a little bit less than that.
5: Fez will always yeah, crack. <laughs> but remember, <laughs> but remember, if it if it benefits him, he won't mention ten percentage point. <laughs> yeah. All right, so <laughs> we've got a, a situation where the US is a clear favorite. Yep. Not ninety percent though, between eighty and ninety, and uh,
6: I won't be watching. But
5: for those are
6: now we know. <laughs> and so the thing we are all watching, RJ, is where is Kawhi Leonard going to go? The odds are moving, they're shaking. It's the Raptors, it's the Lakers, is it the Clippers? What does Vegas make of the latest odds involving Kawhi Leonard?
5: I got to be honest with you. One of the things I feel particularly pr- uh, protective of is the idea that the odds can tell a story. And, you know, years ago, 10 years ago, when the Tim Donahue thing hit, I guess over 10 years now, we were doing some very original one-of-a-kind stuff. Now what's happened is a lot of media outlets, a lot of shows have figured out, hey, these odds can tell a story. That RJ dude might have been right. And now they're trying to do it, which I like that. What I don't like though is how often they do it to me in the wrong fashion. Whereas there was an example just in the last day or two that Caesars, I think it was, had some theoretical odds. Yep. And they had the Lakers at six to one, and all over the place it's being reported Lakers six to one, except they weren't taking any bets on it, which doesn't mean that it's an invalid number. Right? Because you could have, I mean, Fez, you and I could come up with numbers on anything right now. They're probably going to be pretty close. Or if it's college, Brad's going to jump in. It doesn't mean we're taking bets on it. But the fact that it was just so far off what anyone thought, whereas there's no way Caesars was going to take 6-1 to on the Lakers, because they were a much better chance than that the Lakers had. But all these Ted Baxter types reading the news, you know, reading the teleprompter. And if you look at Caesars, six to one on the, that's surprising, Freddie. You know, I mean, it's like they have no idea what they're talking about. And again, I like that the odds are out there, but let's try to get, you know, we were talking to the commissioners of the leagues yesterday. Let's talk to the network bigwigs. Get someone that knows what they're talking about. At least one person in the room that can say, hey, that doesn't make sense. So there are no exact odds on where Quai is going to land. For whatever reason, scared that, that it's going to leak and it'll be something where people get bets down before the books are able to take it down. Usually it's the books being greedy when you can't understand why they're doing something. And what we're seeing here is that... There's not the obvious odds, but we can extrapolate the odds of Kawhi based upon the odds of the teams. So let's go back to mid-afternoon, three, four hours ago. What were the odds for the Lakers, the Raptors, and the Clippers?
7: Yeah, so the Raptors were twelve to one, and we're talking to win the title for next year. Raptors twelve to one. Lakers all over the board. RJ, I mean, some greedy books have them like even money versus the field. Other books up to two to one, but still two to one. Let's let's go two to one. Yeah, that's
5: the generous books. Yeah, that would pretty much say. And let's ask Fez. Fez, what would the line be? Steve Fezzik, NBA originator, winning better in the NBA, expert in the NFL, next level. What would you say the odds would be for the Lakers if they do get Kawhi?
8: Lakers become the favorite over the field. Lakers minus 150.
5: All right. So the Lakers are the favorite over the field now, correct? They are not. Who's the favorite over the Oh, OK. When you say favor, I think you were trying to say minus money. Y-
8: yes. If you've yeah. got all the other teams combined.
5: Yeah. So if someone's plus 150, they can be the favorite but they're not minus money favor. Right. And I guess you're saying over the field, but that's way too obscure. So you're saying they would get to the point of you have to bet more on the Lakers and win less, 150 to win 100, if they get Kawhi. Correct. Now, that would only be the second team in NBA history to be minus money over the field. The Durant uh, Warriors, during that three-year period, each year they were minus money over the field. So that, that, that version of the team. But even – the Bulls with Michael, no, not minus money over the field. Shaq and Kobe, not minus money over the field. But the new big three in theory of the Lakers would be you project Steve Fezzik.
8: Yes. So if they don't get Kawhi, where do you put the Lakers? The Lakers would still be the best team in the NBA, but they would be 4-1 to one by my numbers. Ooh, okay. Wide open. So what you're saying is at 2-1 to one right
5: now – that the Lakers are, it feels. And again, this was a couple hours ago. Yep. It feels like they're splitting the difference. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're saying ah, fifty percent chance. So let's have that as takeaway number one. At least as of a couple hours ago, splitting the difference. Lakers about a fifty percent chance. Toronto, what would you say the odds are with with Kawhi?
8: With Kawhi, five to one Toronto.
5: And they, a couple hours ago, they act- six to one.
8: Right. Now. But no, whoa, we were talking a couple hours ago.
7: Yeah. A couple hours, six to one, they got cut in half. So we're talking earlier this morning, Raptors were 12 to one in the marketplace. Not even like, like fifth or six, if you're stack ranking the teams in the NBA. So that was telling, yeah, they got a slight chance to get Kawhi now at six to one RJ I, and going off of Fez's odds. If, if they get Kawhi that's six to one to win the title next year says it's probably great, much greater than 50% that Kawhi goes to the Raptors now.
5: Okay, so the question becomes, and let's talk about that transition from earlier to later uh, in the day. Because, like you said, Toronto was 12 to 1 or so, became like 6 to 1. And then what happened to the Lakers at that point?
7: Lakers, you know, depending on the books, but the Lakers' odds went up about half. So if they were even money, they went up to like plus 150 or 2 to 1.
5: Hmm. I'm confused. All right, so what we're saying in general is, <laughs> I don't know how we did this. Uh, so the late when we just were talking, and I just wanted to make sure everyone understands when we were talking about the Lakers were two to one. Just uh, and let's do this. Let's pick, pick it on. Pick a consensus, yep. right? So what would you say currently? Lakers have moved The consensus on. number is two to one. Is? Okay, and it twelve hours ago it was what two to one.
8: So the dastardly bookies are not giving you a break on the Lakers, but they're charging you a big premium on Toronto right now.
5: Well, that's almost hard to imagine. The bookies aren't giving a fair break to everybody. (laughs) So I think, Jonas, the takeaway here is Toronto's odds have gone, improved significantly to land Kawhi. Lakers are still in it. By the way, what's the Clippers right now? Clippers are 16-1 to right now. So they're saying the Clippers are out of it. Pretty much, yeah. So if you read these uh, – and again, it's not only not easy for Ted Baxter. Sometimes we struggle with it. This is complicated stuff, especially when you're shifting time like this. But as of right now, Lakers still in it. Toronto's odds are surging. Clippers seem to be out of it based
6: on the Vegas odds. Well, I guess there's only one thing left to do and it's time to play a little game called Where in the World Has Kawhi Been the Last 3-4 Days? All right. So guys, let's go ahead and uh, let's follow the the mess that is the Kawhi sweepstakes. We start June 29th. Kawhi Leonard was spotted in San Diego at a place called Trujillo's Taco Shop. I've never eaten there, but then again I'm not on demand for several NFL franchises to give $100 plus million plus to. A couple of days later Kawhi Leonard July 1st had a conversation with Magic Johnson last seen ripping the Lakers organization last seen before that walking out on the Lakers organization and most recently seen I guess talking with Kawhi Leonard about why he should go to the Lakers organization that he walked out on then the next day on July 2nd he had meetings set up in LA with not only the Lakers but also the LA Clippers and the Toronto Raptors that was just yesterday and then earlier today, an airplane registered to Maple Leaf Sports and Entertainment, the company that owns the Toronto Raptors, landed at Pearson International Airport in Toronto. There are unconfirmed reports that the plane originated in Los Angeles. Footage from Canadian television showed unidentified individuals getting off the plane into an SUV. The CP24 chopper is following the SUV down the highway. Meanwhile, a large cr- crowd is gathered at a Toronto hotel where they believe the meeting is taking place between Kawhi Leonard and the Toronto Raptors.
5: Listen, Maybe we shouldn't do the odds anymore. We should just do (laughs) do things like that.
6: That that is a real professional, that
5: Jonas. I can't lie, I did the plain sound effect.
0: Oh, there you go.
5: (laughs) When we come back, (laughs) when we come back, we're going to look at another Big move, I think, in the NBA that's freeing up a player that's going to
6: be in demand. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox, and this is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: Covino and Rich here, and whether you're headed to a campus to see some college baseball, meet up with old friends,
1: Go to tirerack.com/sports to see their Firestone test results, tire ratings and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all their current special offers.
0: Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's tirerack.com/sports, tirerack.com, the way tire buying should be.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
0: I'm R.J. Bell.
6: We're straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we've got details on the latest trade in the NBA.
5: Each weekday, each and every one in an unrelenting fashion, we're here bringing the fun of Vegas straight to you. Right now in the Strip, it's 99 degrees, and the neon is silent. Wow, first time ever.
6: So, RJ, the Kawhi Leonard sweepstakes is bringing up all sorts of discussions. Where is he going to end up and what sort of impact it's going to have wherever he goes in the NBA?
5: Yeah, uh, you know, let's – when I – I think one thing that the bigger media does well, and we can always talk about the, you know, small media doesn't have – they don't owe anything, I guess – because let's be candid. If someone's your buddy, you're going to hang out with them. It's kind of hard to be hardcore against them. And it seems like the bigger a media star gets, the less inclined they are to really, you know, be ruthless, even if it's called for. But also, these big media guys don't have any desire to take long shot for notoriety, right? If a Bill Simmons says, oh, I bet he's I think he's going here. If he's wrong, that hurts Bill Simmons. If an unknown guy says, Oh, I think he's going there, and he's right, all of a sudden that guy gets some notoriety. And what I've seen is the big, big names here are not saying he's going anywhere. It's like we don't know where he's going, which is kind of amazing about Kawhi. No matter what you say about the situation, you've got to say, But we don't really know Kawhi. That's kind of always the caveat. Here's what I'm guessing. I'm guessing it's a guess that he does do the one and one in Toronto, which means one year guaranteed one year player option. Now the risk there is instead of taking four or five years, if you get injured, no doubt. But the upside is if he does take the second year in Toronto, he's at 10 years. Kawhi is. And that's something that's a significant difference in the max contract. He can sign. So, producer Daryl, we did some research on this. If Kawhi gets to that tenth year after a one and one, how much additional uh, size could the contract be?
0: So he can actually go up to thirty-five percent more than anybody else signing a max.
5: Wow! So you're looking at thirty to fifty million dollars, or even beyond, I guess, if he signed a five-year deal. Imagine do a one and one in Toronto and then sign a five-year in Toronto. You would get that fifth year. You'd get 35% over. And let's just do a little math on the age. Because I think one of the things these players are starting to try to think about is, when is this contract going to be overpaying me? Chris Paul did a great job of that, where when it was time to get the five-year deal, that year four and five, oh, it didn't look pretty, but avert your eyes— <laughs> And you know, swallow hard and sign him. Kawhi would be what about 32, I guess, at that point. Still elite, probably in two years. And now he gets a five-year, let's say, that pushes him to get what, like 55, 60 million just in year five when he's probably only worth, you know, significantly less at that point. Sure
8: looks like early in your 30s, RJ. That's when you want that four or five year long-term contract, right? Oh why? Well,
5: if you're an NBA player for sure. All right. W- w- did you get turned, the
7: age? Kawhi just turned 28.
5: 28. Yep. So he'd be 30. Okay, so it'd yep. be 30 to 35. So if anything he'd still obviously still want the five at that point. Be a little better if he was a little older for him, you know, but again, You're going to have enough money at that point not to worry about it. That's my guess. I also heard, I'm R.J. Bell straight out of Vegas, talking about Kawhi Leonard. I also heard something really fascinating about why not to go to the Lakers. If Kawhi's goal is to be the best player of the era, and wouldn't that be your goal, right? And then your next goal would be best player of all time. Well, that's going to be further out. But if he goes to the Lakers, and let's just say they win two titles in the next three years, his count goes from two to four, but who's the best player of the era right now? LeBron. LeBron. So LeBron's count would go up. Yeah. So in a Mm -hmm. weird way, it's almost like if we were in a picking contest, Fez, and I was one game ahead of you, and I knew your five picks for the last week, (laughs) if I just pick the exact five games, I can't lose. I can't catch up. And Kawhi couldn't catch up to LeBron. In that case. So, if that is the goal, it feels like now you could say the nuances, well, everyone will recognize I'm the best player on the team. Yeah, in 10 years, we won't remember any of that. We'll just be counting rings, right? No one talks about Tim Duncan's strike shortened season ring. Sure. We talk about the ring he's got. Now, here's the other side though I'm just as optimistic about the Lakers post LeBron now that they have AD. Then now, meaning if you if it's imagine Kawhi signs there and they win how many they do when LeBron's there. LeBron's gone at some point. Now, if you have a D Kawhi, who still is going to be youngish, let's say 32, 33. And then. One open slot for another Max, the thing about the Lakers is it's good now, But it's even good later because AD and Kawhi both comparable ages and both obviously in the primes of their career. So on one hand, if you want to catch LeBron, no to the Lakers. On the other hand, if it's just raw title count, I can't imagine a place that's going to be better than the Lakers. Anyone disagree with that? No. No. Not at all. Last thought. Colin said this today. We said it a week or two ago. Colin said, if you take a meeting historically, that means you're gonna leave. I said you don't go on a date the night before your wedding. And if Toronto, if Kawhi knew he was going to Toronto, why even get courted? Why even I get the whole make him jealous, make me feel good. I tell you, at a certain point, if you go on a date the day before your wedding, It's not going to be jealousy you're going to see. It might be, but it's going to be masked as something else. And you just got to wonder, are these Toronto fans going to say, why'd you make a sweat even if he does sign? Because to me, I'd want it to be, there's not even, you know, I don't know how many people, as you uh, are married, I'm married. When you proposed... Was there a big, long deliberation? Did did she take out uh, an Excel sheet and start doing a pros and cons? <laughs> no. Did she ask you for proof of your offshore bank accounts? No. She was <laughs>
8: re- ready to rush me down to the little chapel. There, whoa, 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 hey, now.
5: So so the fact is, you don't want someone that has to deliberate like Mr. Burns to choose you. And it seems like, Kawhi, that ship has sailed regardless. Why do you let that happen? If you're going back. A lot of confusing stuff here.
6: Earlier in the NBA, there was a multiplayer trade between the Memphis Grizzlies and the Phoenix Suns. And according to ESPN, Kyle Corver, who was acquired by the Suns, will be waived, which will be making him a free agent, free agent rather. Interested teams according to a ESPN are the Lakers, Bucks, and the 76ers once he clears waivers.
5: Yeah, I think that's exactly right. You've got some second-round picks going to Memphis. You've got two young, some would call them prospects, I'd say failed young players at this point. Rubio likely going to Phoenix with the cap space cleared from this transaction. Fez, Rubio,
8: he moves the needle? Um, yeah, he's worth a couple games, especially because— oh, Book- Hold on, hold on. Yes, Rubio moves the needle. And he's worth a couple, a couple-, couple, couple wins to Phoenix, especially— Really? Th- multiple wins? I think paired with Booker, that's such a great backcourt now.
5: Okay, so I'm just confused why you said I oh, am yeah, maybe. I mean, it like, sounds like this
8: is a. He He's worth a couple games. It's a good trade for uh, Phoenix to be to, to do this to be able to get Rubio. Yes.
5: Okay, and Corver being bought out, and again, this is a guy. Would we agree? Can shoot, not a lot of defense.
7: Agree with that? Yes. Absolutely. A good locker room guy, a good veteran that's played on championship-level teams for the Cavs. Lakers needs outside shooting. 76ers certainly need outside shooting. Be a good fit either. Badly, yes. Great fit for Philly.
5: Okay. R.J. Bell straight out of Vegas. Good efficiency there, boys. Let's talk a little bit about Golden State. This is a team I've heard the wildest different opinions about the Warriors. Now, one, I was pretty skeptical, and I mean, probably I'm underselling it, about how good you thought Golden State would be, Fez, with where they were a few weeks ago. So let's be specific. You said on the court at the end of game six, that team, which would have been no Clay, it would have been obviously no Durant, and it would have been a, uh, 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 let's say, a Husky Draymond Green. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, hey, listen. Shirt. He shops in the husky
8: section. <laughs> Big on. and tall.
5: Yeah, well, no, that's not husky. That's different. <laughs> See, like the back in the day, Sears used to have like a husky section. I remember yep. the husky section. Yep. Exactly. I had my clothes. Yeah, in a lot
0: of my cousins section. wear a husky.
5: But fast figured I'll say something else unrelated. <laughs> then <laughs> he's a, he's an expert. Then what we figured out was, well, let's, let's give us your conclusion of that team. So again, let's think about it. staff. Draymond, and, oh, uh I guess you had Looney on the floor. Yes. But the assumption was he could come back, and he has. So at that point, you said, where does, I asked, where does Golden State fit 1 to 30? And your answer
8: was? On national radio, I said, number five, RJ, and then immediately. No, 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 no. When you say immediately, you mean after me b- Going, like, at you
5: for hours in various venues.
8: Yes. You talked me out of my... It felt like
5: an eternity. Position, And then you figured, where does Golden State go? Down to 10. All right. Now, I've liked the move since. One is the thought was Looney was going to be gone, and he signed at a discount, as far as I can see, at the five... mil. Also... They've. I mean, let's take a gander. I guess at Clay Thompson. I I heard Colin keep saying February, March, and I'm like, man, that seems optimistic. He had a report today. And it looks like that that isn't optimistic.
7: Yeah, I mean, after surgery today, they said five to seven months. So even at the worst case scenario, you're talking Clay Thompson potentially being back around the All Star break, RJ. Normally, six
8: to nine months, Clay Thompson must have a great doctor or great ACLs because he's on pace to get back earlier than expected.
7: Is he was he drinking before we started the show? I can neither confirm nor deny. Because he
8: has like a goofy look <laughs> on his. Are you Are you intoxicated? Not at this time. <laughs> yeah. He was so sincere. Too. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sincere. sincere.
5: It's like he's making faces. He's moving his arms in weird ways.
8: Yeah, I will take a breath. A
5: he's <laughs> the. Hey, it is almost the Fourth of July. He's Steve Fezzik. I'm RJ Bell. Now they signed Russell. We can debate all we want, oh, how does he fit in the system? Does anyone, even these TV guys, even these former NBA guys, do they really think they know better than Steve Kerr and the rest of the front office, the way that they're going to integrate Russell in the Golden State? So I get it on the caveat, it on the surface, it doesn't seem like Golden State or Russell's a good fit. Who's, who knows what they're going to do? We, all we know is we got an all-star, the Warriors. Now, you can say, oh, he's overpaid at the max. Really, you might be right that it feels like he is because if LeBron's getting the max and he's But really, if you look at the list of players getting the max, a young all-star, 23, I think, some of it might be on the come a little bit. You know, where you're in gambling on the comings, you're betting for something to happen, but not much. Does anyone think Russell is like a horrendous, hara- like, oh my gosh, that's an albatross-type contract.
7: No, not at all. No. A guy like Middleton's getting five years, $179 million in today's NBA. Four years, 117 for Russell doesn't seem like he's overpriced.
6: Yeah, and I also think you got to look at the circumstances he was in before. The Lakers have been terrible. He gets over to Brooklyn, which has been notoriously bad, has the best season of his career, helps turn around that franchise. I think that he's probably grown from what happened in L.A., and I think they're getting a young all-star level guard. I think that's fair to say,
5: and here's what else I know. We said the same thing about the Lakers a few months ago. If you don't make the moves that you might make, if you wait on them, you can find out more information from the inside. So Russell comes in, they kick the tires, how's his attitude? Because let's be honest, what was he, 20 when the shenanigans went down? Yep. Yep. I mean, if everything I did when I was 20 was on tape, I would not you wouldn't be listening to me right now. And I think most of us probably... <laughs> yeah. I mean, Joan is probably You're last right. weekend. Yeah. So. <laughs> An hour and a half ago. Are you kidding? <laughs> so, and Fez, who knows what the Jaeger shots he's doing. <laughs> so, the fact of the matter is... <laughs> wouldn't it be a funny yeah. walk in Fez yeah. is doing Jaeger bombs? Is... <laughs> The fact is, this guy, let's give him a chance to grow up. I'm not afraid to be hard on these players. They're making a lot of money. And somehow it's become the players are always right, the management's always wrong. Well, I'll tell you this. In the last segment, in honor of the 4th of July, I'm going to talk a little bit about America and about where sports fits. And I think if you look at this Golden State team, and we agree on the court upcoming, Fez, that we're going to see, what, or at least Golden State's going to see what Russell's made of, how he fits. Best case, hey, we got an all-star guy to join Clay because he'll be complimentary. Or we've got a heck of an asset that's probably going to get buffed up because Golden State is so good on offense, and now a trade for something else they might need, maybe even a replacement for Draymond so he can get some rest.
8: Exactly. A free roll, if you will. I think anyone's going not anyone a lot of teams are going to want Russell even if he doesn't fit with Golden State. I agree. So
5: I think what we've seen here is Golden State from where we were even a week let's say the couple days after the finals till now probably executed about as well as possible to put themselves in a position to not only be competitive. I was talking about them literally not even trying this year, meaning don't play Steph 82 games and, and, and ruin him for the rest of his career. Except you might be a borderline playoff team, rest Steph, don't you know, pay him 32 minutes. I was saying give up on the year. They're in a position now, Colin's saying Golden State would be his number one pick to win next year. That seems a bit much, but if we were drafting Golden State's fourth, fifth, yeah, right
8: there, and you—you you nailed it. This Looney acquisition, a total bargain. The Analytics guys love Looney,
5: no doubt about it. In just a minute, we're going to talk about a big-name prospect in baseball that got his start
4: today. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
6: Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up ten minutes from now here on FSR, we have a best bet in the Nathan's hot dog eating contest. First time in the history of the show. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, R.J. Bell. You know,
5: it's one of my favorite stories. It's like, what's bigger, NFL or blah, blah, blah? And it's like, I'll tell you, what's biggest is always the biggest that day. Meaning if it was an NBA game, a lot of people ignore baseball. But the day that NBA is off, that baseball game on a big network, that is the biggest bet. And you know what's going to be the biggest bet tomorrow? Nathan's. And, you know, the wise guys have steamed this, no pun intended, steamed the hot dog (laughs) at various times over the years. Fez has the best bat. Real quick, though, Dylan Cease. Is that the correct pronunciation? Yep. I think Jonas? Uh, Sure. Yeah. Yeah, this is a guy. Boy, we might know something Jonas does in here. Started for the White Sox today. First game of a double header. This is the number three prospect for the White Sox and number 18 in baseball. And literally this has been listen, White Sox looking for, you know, things to be optimistic about. Cease went five and two in triple A. A lot of optimism. How do you do today, Brad?
7: Yeah, White Sox and Cease get the win over the Tigers. Seven to five. Cease went five innings, gave up three runs and four hits, struck out six batters, walked four, RJ. Pretty solid debut.
5: Sounds like a typical young, you know, strong arm, a little wild. Yeah. I, I'd explain you, except for the arm part <laughs> yeah. back in the day. Pretty much. <laughs> you didn't have much of an arm, did you? No. <laughs> a little, like a little wing kind of deal going. Yeah. There. <laughs> but you could shoot free throws. I could shoot free throws. <laughs> when we come back, <laughs> we got that hot dog best bet. Yes, a hot Not where to eat, it's what to bet. And also, As we said, America sports, the 4th of July.
6: That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted. And it's money-making time right here on Fox Sports Radio.
4: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
1: tire ratings and consumer reviews
0: and be sure to check out all their current special offers great tires and a great deal what more could you ask for that's dot slash sports tirerack.com, the way tire buying should be do you
3: love selena
0: like really love
3: whether you saw her live saw the movie as a kid or saw her looks all over tiktok there's no shortage of reasons to stand the queen of tejano
6: I'm R.J. Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Opening pitch a little over 10 minutes from now on ESPN. It is the Yankees and it's the Mets. Right now, the Yankees at the Mets are currently a minus 140 favorite.
5: In order to bet a game, you have to eliminate the reasons not to bet the game, that invalidate it, make it not bettable. And I think both Yankees and Mets, there's a reason not to bet it. Yankees, Fezzik mentioned even on the commercial break off that London trip. Also, it's a sandwich spot because they have a big series with the Rays coming up. Additionally, a starting pitcher for the Yankees likely not to go deep into the game. And a lot of this analysis, by the way, Dave Essler, pregame pro, Excellent, excellent. He's in the pregame.com forums all the time, Dave Asler. Now, Mets—they've got a pitcher likely not to go deep, and their bullpen. Because if you don't go deep, you got to go to the bullpen. This pen last, hmm, we or ten days or so ago, an ERA over seven. So not only not a great pen, it's been worse lately for the Mets. And they used up some of their better—I don't know how you have better guys with that ERA—some of the better bullpen guys used up by the Mets. So to me, you can't bet either side. I'd look towards the over if you need action, just because I think the pens and uh, the starting pitcher's not going deep. So a lean on the over, no bet.
6: It is a July 4th tradition unlike any other. It is the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest. And believe it or not, Steve Fezzik has a best
8: bet. I love it, Steve. Hot Dog Contest, best bet. We are going to the total, RJ. We're going under 73.5 hot dogs consumed by the winner in Nathan's contest.
5: I'm sure you got some deep analysis on this. (laughs) It is.
8: It's an overreaction to last year's record eat by All-American hero Joey Chestnut. He ate 74. So if he ate 74 last year, 73 and a half seems like a pretty good number, right? Well, that was a world record that Joey set last year. The two years before, he consumed an average of 71 dogs, and both of those years were the best performances he has ever had. I think last year was an outlier for Joey Chestnut. He turns 35. He's 35. I think he's going to start to decline in this venue. We're going under 73 and a half hot dogs consumed.
5: So what is the uh, trend line on competitive eating, right? Because like in chess, there's a certain age that people start dropping off. We know, for example, in tennis, players tend to drop off even younger than football. Like you don't often see a 40-year-old tennis player that's elite I gotta be honest, I've I I'm 48. I haven't slowed down with my eating. <laughs> so, like, do we really believe that? That that I mean, obviously, you I know you're betting this, right? I mean, this is sincere. And and I think you're right. Whenever there's a trend line up, everyone's seeing the number, they're gonna look at last year, they're gonna look at this year. I the only thing that concerns me about it is there's all these internet uh stories about how the competitive eating has. People who kind of break the game, where it was the idea of breaking the hot dog, d- dunking it in water. Are we sure that this trend line going up isn't more about him figuring
8: different techniques to, to, to eat more hot dogs? I've heard that crystal light is being put in the water. Other than that, I think that the revolution and <laughs> coming up with new ways to consume dogs is, is done.
5: Well, that's if you knew what it, they were going to do, there wouldn't be a revolution. By definition, <laughs> it's a new, innovative thing. But you're batting it. Under how many
8: hot dogs? Under 73 and a half hot dogs. Wow.
3: That's a bang bang.
5: That's where we go have a whole meal at one place and then go right to another place and have another one. Bang bang. Kind of like that. (laughs) I'm R.J. Bell, straight out of Vegas. I want to talk a little bit, got a couple minutes here about Durant and this story about Curry if teams aren't going to be what it's about in the future, and we've heard that now, oh, player mobility, one of Colin's favorite phrases. But now the question is, who does Toronto's you know, 12-year-old kids root for, let's say, if Kawhi doesn't re-sign? Well, it's like, well, be a Kawhi fan and then follow him wherever he goes. I don't like that as a guy who did grow up rooting for teams. But you can see how if you're rooting for teams... It wouldn't be as great as it was. Steelers, Terry Bradshaw was there in 70. I was not born yet, but and then he was there when he retired. And sometimes, you know, the old Willie Mays, you know, in the other uniform story you hear about. And obviously, Joe Namath in a Rams uniform is a famous one. No one likes that. And I think with Curry and Durant, I don't know Durant. I don't know Curry. Curry was flying from Shanghai, (laughs) Shanghai, to go talk to Durant, found out he was leaving, kept going. I don't know how much where he was headed otherwise, but still just stopping, limoing to Durant, when if anything, that's the point where you think there'd be negativity between them. It's just a sign. I think Clay and Curry, as far as I can see, if it is going to be a player's future – Those are the kind of guys you'd want your kids to root for and emulate. And let's be honest, as an adult, you wouldn't feel stupid emulating them or or rooting for them at minimum. And then you look at Durant. There was a story in The Undefeated, and and, uh, Mark Spears wrote it, who actually did a pregame podcast years ago. Nice guy, as far as I can see. You read this story, it's literally like a spoof. It was like... You go through it and he says, Well, they they did they only gave him $10 million here and 20. It was like the idea literally that Durant was disrespected by Golden State. You could make the case that Golden State could have done better. You could make the case Durant could get better treatment somewhere else. But acting like what this story details was somehow disrespect to me is crazy. And, you know, we'll probably talk about it next week still because I think it got some shelf life. But I like the idea of athletes being someone you can look up to. Boy, you read this story, it's
6: tough to like Durant right now. The Odd Couple is coming up next on many of these Fox Sports Radio affiliates. We are back on Monday straight out of Vegas right here at 6 p.m. Eastern time on Fox Sports Radio.
0: Straight out of Vegas!
4: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
0: Any college baseball fans out there? If you're traveling to see your team and need a place to stay, two words for you. Graduate hotels.
1: We stayed at the Nashville location for the SEC tournament. It was awesome. Beautiful rooms, cool vibe, and perfect location.